Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Welcome to the anniversary episode of the Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm your host, Baha Etmanen. In this special episode, I'm actually joined by Paula Joy, who is interviewing me for this particular episode. Paula and I have a conversation about what brought me to launch Ageless by Rescue, my history in the beauty industry, what I'm excited about in the future, and all the treatments I've tried, recommend, and the latest project for Ageless by Rescue, which is the launch of our virtual clinic. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Paula, a woman that I deeply admire and consider to be a truly ageless muse. Paula and I speak as women, as colleagues, as confidants about our own journeys, and she really is the best person to tease out some of the things that I perhaps don't get to speak about on the podcast with my experts. I hope you enjoyed this intimate conversation. So this was meant to be a solo episode, but my beautiful friend, Paula Joy, very kindly and graciously suggested that she hosts this episode of Ages by Rescue, our anniversary episode, one year in, and I could not be more delighted and honoured to have the magnificent Paula Joy interviewing me for my own podcast. Uh, So I think probably a lot of your um, audience who came with you from rescue and and even even from beauty editing days and and your your print days how did you what made you decide to change and to launch ageless i was bored with what i was doing i was bored with myself and um you know i had i always i have this habit of writing full business plans for anything i want to do i wrote a book 7 years ago called rescue me the Makeover Guide for a Life More Fabulous, which I was lucky enough to be published by HarperCollins um, Harlequin Division. And I was giving a talk at a Future of Digital conference and there was an editor in the audience and she came up to me and she said, do you have a book in you? And I said, not only do I have a book, I have the manuscript, it's ready, we just need to shoot it. So with Ageless. That's so you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's so me. It's that actually is so, so me. you. You were like that. You are prepared, girl. I am prepared. Like anything, you were like, yep, I've got that in a drawer. Yep, I've always, it's a very commendable thing. You are a rainy day. You are the next season. You are like, you're a Girl Scout. Well, you know what? When opportunities come, you want to be able to jump through it rather than, you know, have the self-doubt moment or life get in the way. And sometimes I don't know about you, but inspiration like kind of will channel through you. And, it, you know, you could be on a resort or you could be at home or you can be in lockdown. And when that inspiration comes, it's really nice to bottle it. Now, Baha, there was a real uh, like watershed moment for you when you were just going along in this busy, hectic life, mothering killing the game uh and then one day you fell asleep during a lunch and changed everything yeah so thank god for good friends um so i was going through a massive you know uh time in my life uh personal professional and you know like you 
I, I'm ambitious for myself, you know, I'm ambitious for my daughter, but I also want to suck the marrow out of life. So I do everything and I do everything at full tilt. And I was at lunch, it was at Chiswick at the art gallery. We were meeting a new, a friend's new baby and I fell asleep at lunch. And it was because I had adrenal exhaustion and everyone had been a little bit worried about me for some time. Well, fair enough. No, it wasn't <laughs> like, great. It wasn't my best moment. Falling asleep at lunch is no joke. Yeah, it was pretty hectic. But um, so my friends actually staged an intervention and they said, we are worried about you. You you live life on the front seat. You know, we, we know you like that, but something's not right. And you you shouldn't be falling asleep at lunch when you're meeting a baby. And it was true. So one, you know, a few people were like, we're worried, what are you doing, da, da, da. But one friend quietly pulled me aside and said, you know, have you ever had your hormones checked? And I went, no. And she said, I think I had something similar to you and I think you should go and get your hormones checked. So that's where it all started. I need to go back to the intermittent fasting. Ooh, so ooh. I know, know you're now taking those things and you take them every day and you take them under supervision. Yeah. But do you do 16-8? Yeah. Do you do, what's do your version? I do 16 8. yeah. And I do it every day, including the weekend, and I love it, and it works for me. Um, I weigh about 45 kilos. When I started doing it, I think I was about uh, 51, 52. So on my frame, I've lost a lot of weight, if you really yeah. think about it. I'm yeah. smaller than I was at, you know, as a teenager. And as, I, I was fat as a teenager. I was... Um, we don't use that word. I was heavier than I am now as a teenager. And Lily doesn't yeah. believe it. She goes, mommy, show me photos, show me photos. But I was, I was like a lot heavier. I had double D boobs. I was pretty chubby. And, um, but yeah, I weigh about 45 kilos now. And, and you're I'm, Kylie Minogue. Like that's Bahari. Yeah, I'm like five foot one. Tinkerbell. She's Tinkerbell. She's like, she really, she's a mini little pocket rocket. But I can run now. I can train. I do berries. I, I, I never exercised in my life before. I'm like, I'm pretty good. Like I can sprint. I can lift weights. I, I can do things that my body could never do before. And my mind never thought I could do before. And that's put kind that of. Put that down to the fasting, do you? Do you put that down to that? To the fasting, to the energy, to the focus on you're never too old. Never. Like under correct supervision, you can learn anything. What about tweakments, treatments? Let's All just them. start. Let's just start. I with do everything. Question. I love them. Let's all. start there. Come on. Okay. okay. Have so we we'll start with the face. Should we go face and then work? Yes. Out? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, it, these are the things I've tried, and some things I like more than others. So I've tried yeah. Botox. I've tried filler. I've tried threads. Um, I've had two rhinoplasties. I had my first nose job when I was just before I turned 18, had a very Iranian nose, which I didn't like. And I had to have a revision for my rhinoplasty when I was 25, because I had the first one too young, your skull grows, your nose changes, your septum will collapse if you have it too early. So I had a revision rhinoplasty. Uh, I've had, I've lasered my entire body. I was a very early adopter of lasering. I am a boiled egg. Uh, I even had Joe Bailey design a new hairline for me by drawing it on and I had that lasered. Yeah. Okay, so what wouldn't you do? Um, you have pretty much done, you know. I, I, you know what I'm a bit reluctant 
to do. I, I'm, I'm scared of eye lifts. I, I, I've seen too many bad ones. I'm not scared of a facelift. I would potentially have a mini lift, you know, um, because I think ultimately a mini lift would look more natural than lots of injectables and fillers and threads and scaffolding. You know, a mini, if you need a mini lift, then it could actually save you a lot of time and an unnatural look. Um, there's some incredible uh, work being done in combination with stem cell and skin grafting and fat uh, grafting therapies. So that's kind of the, the next frontier for surgery. Um, I had an abdominoplasty last year for my stomach separation. And while I was having my stomach separation fixed, uh, my surgeon suggested that we scrape the fat off the back of my skin. I didn't have enough fat to liposuction, but we scraped the fat off the back of my skin of my tummy and injected it into my boobs as stem cells. And we also put in an uh, internal bra, which is like a almost like threads that go under under your boobs. So that creates a natural scaffolding. Um, wow. That was great. My boobs that were hurt. great. No, not, not at all. The abdominoplasty was horrific. It was truly, oh my God. I mean, I had a cesarean and that was nothing. This was something. It took wow. months to recover. It was hectic. So you are such a cheerleader uh, for having your hormones sorted that they are such a game changer for all women and particularly women in the lane of uh, life that we are in. I and think I'm a, I'm a cheerleader for having your health dashboard. Mm -hmm. I what is really, a health dashboard? What's a health dashboard? Your health dashboard is everything that's going on inside you. I believe that we spend so much time buffing up and fluffing up the outside, what we show to the external world, but you know, like a car, you need to know what your oil is like, what your water is like, what your uh, wheel tire pressure is, how much fuel you have. And we don't know that without scientific intervention. We have to look within. And I believe that, I, I do believe that the medical system is overwhelmed. And also, it's hard to know what to do and what, what we're looking for. So all the things that I learned that truly transformed my life and continue to inform the decisions that I make for my longevity and lifespan and health span. And you can get in a test. Something that you touched on earlier, which I thought was, um, would be interesting is you're from Iranian heritage. How does the, does the Iranian beauty stereotype of which I'm completely ignorant. So I'd love to know what that is. How has that shaped you and affected you and the way that you view yourself? You know, the interesting thing about um, my Iranian heritage, so I was born in France, but both my parents are Iranian and from a long line of you know, Iranians or Persians. And the Iranian beauty um, philosophy is actually very much inside out. We have like a really deep and rich culture of, believe it or not, biohacking. Um, we have a lot of um, natural medicines as part of beauty rituals in Iran. So we do a lot of um, tinctures, a lot of, um, you know, what I call Iranian potions, but really it's a lot, it's kind of naturopathy based and also a little bit of Ayurvedic influence. Um, so it always starts from within and from, from a really young age, 
you're very conscious of what agrees with your body and what uh, what's good for your stomach, what's good for your skin, what cools or warms your temperature. Um, obviously, you know, we it's a Middle Eastern culture. So we have a lot of that, um, the rich history of bathing and hammam is very much part of um, the Iranian beauty philosophy. So we're really big on scrubbing yourself raw, having clean, soft skin, uh, regenerating your skin, hair removal. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of those things that are, you know, really deeply part of the beauty rituals that I still follow because, you know, I was you learn at your mother's dressing table, right, or at your grandmother's uh, when you listen into your aunts as, as you're growing up. So... For me, those things are really important. And I'm look, I'm always a big fan of good hair, good brows, good skin. You know, that's they're the holy trinity for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship Course. Love your relationship, but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy, and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson.